I'm no longer bound, I'm no longer chained, I'm no longer captive, no longer restrained. Delivered, set free, and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Welcome to Be The Light with Pastor Zakir Robinson. In this show, I had the chance to interview my mother-in-law, Pastor First Lady Erica Richardson. So let's tune in to hear her journey to salvation. My name is Frida. Frida. Welcome everybody to Be The Light. I'm so excited for today. I know y'all hear me say that often, but I'm extremely excited today because I have my beautiful mother-in-law on the show with me, Pastor First Lady Erica Richardson. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic and amazing. Good, good. Um, <laughs> this journey that I've had with her have been amazing. Um, she has been a great mother figure for me um, just because of, you know, the things that's happened in my life. She have came in and took on that role. She accepted yes. me first on when she first met uh, <laughs> met me and all my kids. <laughs> it was one of those things where she just really embraced us all with love and hugs. And I was just like, wow, I never thought it would be like this. But um so I want you to come on and just tell us a little bit about yourself. And then we're going to start to talk about your journey and how did God get you to where you're at. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, as she said, I'm a first lady and um, I'm also a pastor. And those shoes are very hard to fill. Um, and also, well, it started when I was nine years old. Um my mom said I was never a child that I was never a child. I had the mind of a child, but it started when I was nine years old and I knew that I needed God. I didn't understand everything that I needed to understand, but at the age of nine, I knew that I needed God. So I received salvation. Um, God told me to walk up there and, um, and, and get saved. And that's what I did. I was at a church called Little Zion Baptist Church. It was a church that I grew up in. And um, once I grew up in, I raised my children up in a couple of years. Um, I say my daughter was about five or six when we left. But um, I grew up in that church. And um, then I moved on to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, where I began, where I became an evangelist. Um, and I uh, started working with the evangelist ministry. And but all my life is it's been about God. It's been about and everything that I've gone through. It's been about God, always putting God first. That's why I say at the age of nine, I knew I was going to need God. Um, and he was talking to me then. So, um, and it's always been to me just being obedient unto him. Okay. So um, what, was that, what was that change for you that you were like, um, after the age of nine, like, what was that change for you? Like, like, you know, especially as a child, we know it's not always easy to follow God. You got peer pressure, you have things, other things that surround you that's, you know, causing you to want to act out in rebellion. Like, what was it for you that was just like, you know what, I'm going to serve God no matter what. Okay, so that didn't happen until I got into my 20s. Okay. I, I, I was serving God. I was doing what God asked me to do, but I was still trying to be me and find myself. So when I was like, when I hit um, uh, 20, 26, 25, um, before I got married, my first marriage. Um, and how was and that? And I knew... In, in that, it, that was rough. 
Um, I don't, first of all, I didn't know why I married him. I didn't even love him. And it was like the pressure of, you know, I got these kids. These kids need a father. And that's a lot of that's that that pressure right there makes um have people making many mistakes. Yes. Um, yes. Being a mom, you know, and <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a single mom and I feel like I need to have a father for my kids. Yeah, and that's yeah. I was just about to say that's a lot of people's mistakes. There is that they, um, you know, especially when you come up out of a relationship, they always have that one thing they say like, "Oh, you would never find nobody." You know, no one's ever going to want you, and you have mm -hmm. all of these negative thoughts that's already been installed in you, <coughs> and, and then so the next thing you know, you find someone that's like, "Yeah, I accept you and your kids." You're like, "Yes, this is the one." Yes. They accepted me, not realizing that they're accepting it possibly because of the negative remarks that was already spoken to them, you know, and just yes. the fear of being single and, you know, wanting that, that father, um, male, male role in the home. Yes. And that was part of it. That, and that's why we, as, um, as people, we have to, whether you're a Christian or whether you believe in God or not, you still have to be, um, careful of what you say to people because you don't know how it's going to impact them. And that, those were some of the things that I was told. You're never, you got all those kids. You'll never find a man that wants you and those kids. And, and it was like, it, it made me determined because I knew at the age of 13 that I had a husband, mm -hmm. that I had a husband for me. So you know, and hearing people telling me that, okay, I'm a single mom. And then here's the pressure is I got to do this by myself. And, you know, um, hearing that in, in once it's said, it's like, it's, it's repeats in your head that, you know, you'll never find nobody that'll love you with all those kids. And, you know, you're a single mom who wants a ready-made family, those kind of things, um, impacts a person's life, you know, especially when they're trying to make it right. and try to survive. And it was like, I was in survival mode. And so what so, advice would you give to someone right now that is in that same condition, same situation where they have kids, they're just in this relationship because they feel like this is all that, you know, that's available to them. What would you say to them right now? Trust God. Mm -hmm. Put God first. No matter what is said, whether it's good, whether it's bad, no matter what is it, hear God for yourself. Because when I married him, it was the biggest mistake of my life. It was it, uh, it ended in tragedy. Um and it was the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes of my life. But just like the Bible said, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Even though it's a huge mistake, I was still able to grow from it. I was still able to bounce back. I was still able to pick up. God, God gave me strength, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, I use that. Right now, today, like if I'm going through something, I reflect back on that. If God brought me out of that, I know he'll bring me out of this. If God supplied my needs in that, I know he'll supply my needs. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of us and, you know, there's people out there that's listening now and they are in a situation where they know they have possibly stepped outside of God's will and they feel like, OK, like, how do I get back on? You know, and I always say, get back on the wagon and, <laughs> you know, you fall off, get back yes. on and try again. You know, it yes. doesn't matter how many times you fall off. It just matters that you get back on, you try again and ask God for the grace. And, and, you know, especially if it's something you're struggling with, just say, God, I'm struggling with this. I need yes. your help. I can't do it. I I need you to give me a distaste for the very thing that I'm liking. Or if yes. your if your eyes seem to be closed on something that God's trying to open it up to you, just ask him to reveal it. Take, you know, take the scales off of my eyes. Um, yeah, let me see. Yes. So you end up remarrying to a pastor. 
Yeah, and you are a first lady. <laughs> and so I wanted to really talk about that because no, a lot of people don't realize how much of that role really takes a toll on the wife. Um, how is that? How have it been for you? You know, um, it is quite challenging. It, 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 it is quite challenging. And if, um, first of all, you couldn't have never told me that I was going to be a first lady. Um, <laughs> God, I, I would have never thought that, but um, it is quite, but it, it, it helped me to understood why I am the way I am. Why now I'm more of a background person. I'm, I, I do all the work in the background mm-hmm. other than being a friend. You would say, okay, being a first lady, you're always up front. Not you. <laughs> I like to do, I like to work in the background to make sure things get done. It's heavy, but you know what? I look at it like if I can raise three kids right. <laughs> on my back as a single parent, I know that, uh, that is hard, I, but I, I know I can do this. So right. it helps me to understand why my life was so rough. And why I went through things the way that I did and learned to keep God in everything that I did. So I took those things. I take those things that I learned then and I use them now. Do you think your past experiences have helped her um, like get you to where you're at now? Like, did it help you along the way? Like this this journey, like when you when you step into this role or do you think it was one of the things where you just had to learn as you went? Almost definitely. It's, It's both. Is it most definitely number one? The reason why I say that because, like, um, when you had hard, when I had hard times back in the day, I learned to pray. I learned to uh, just, you know, shut everything down and get with God. I learned to do that early. Mm-hmm. So with this, I have to do the same thing yes. because you have so many people in your ear. You have so many people that you have to minister to. You have so many people that in so many things you have to do because guess what? When the, when the pastor can't do it, who's next in line to do it. And that's what first lady means. It's mean, I'm the first one that's on the scene to, to pick up the pieces when the pastor can't do it because right. a lot of stuff pastors don't do. So, um, and a lot of stuff pastor don't see. So I have to have a keen spirit of discernment. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have to be, um, I have to, you know, be his watchman. Right. You know? So in your station, am I saying you're stationed in Atlanta too? So um, tell us what, what is the church name? What is your church name? Okay. It's called Temple of Blessings okay. uh, Worship Center. And we're in, uh, we're in, we're in Stone Mountain, Lithonia. I'm sorry. We're in Lithonia and it's on Panola Road, uh, 2244 Panola Road. Um and it's an old, a man took an old movie theater and he made um, churches out of them, mm. out of them. So we're in room number six. But that's a blessing yeah. that, you know, it's like God gives certain people visions and then, mm-hmm. you know, they go with their vision. And then now he's providing room for the churches, you know, because mm-hmm. unfortunately, these buildings these days, if you look at the prices, mm-hmm. it is sky high. <laughs> Very yes, yes. So um, go ahead. This guy, God, God really fixed it for us because this guy, he had a soft spot in his heart for us when we moved in there and he gave us a very decent price. We we pay less than anyone in there. And that, that is, let me tell you something. When you have a vision and, and, and God has something to do with it, he'll pave the way for Amen. you. When you afford it, he'll provide the funds for it. You don't have to worry about it. And my husband often say, um, 
uh, pastor often say, you know, um, God gonna God gonna pay for this. He paid the bills in here. You know, he gonna make a way. I don't care how low our money get. God always seems to make a way. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of people, um, you, okay, I've, how many of us been to so many churches where all they talk about is tithing <laughs> or yeah. the building need this and the building need that. It's like, yeah. okay, I do understand that at some point you may have to mention that, but to mention it yeah. in every single church service about four times through the church services, like who are you really dependent on? You know, right. our, our sources, um, everything that we get comes from God and we have to remember yeah. that. And literally yeah. this is something that God spoke to me and I actually have put it on my Facebook is that God is my provider and he had to remind right. me of that because there was one case where you know i'm stepping into this new role that god had for me and i started you know as we do we get a little bit worried a little bit fearful like okay god you know mm -hmm. you do know that things have to get taken <laughs> care of right and so i was yeah. looking to my husband you know your son i was looking to my husband and <laughs> wanting him to pursue something that he had no desire in just to make sure that ends meet and then a lot of times you know just let's just say he fell for that and you know went ahead and went with it just to make ends meet we would have been stepping outside of god's will we would have, yeah. you know, not saying that he wouldn't have blessed it because there's been plenty of times where I know I've stepped out, but he still, you know, I learned a lesson out of it, but he yeah. still, you know, covered me in it. But yeah. um, we have to make sure that when God opens a way or he's giving you a vision or he's giving you something that he's wanting you to pursue, we have to go in it with the mindset that I have God's wallet. Right. <laughs> like this is his wallet. You know, I'm spending yeah. his money. I'm swiping his card. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not coming out of my funds because when we right. realize that he is the provider, then you right. can see things from his, you know, like a bigger, you can see it, the bigger picture from it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times we, that fear Let, let's talk about fear like oh my gosh what have you ever went through a season of fear you know for yourself or for the church or where it's like oh my god how are we going to pay this 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 rent you know for the building like have you ever came across that uh, you know what i when it comes to that i i don't have a spirit of fear i have a spirit of frustration mm, okay <laughs> so because when i look at fear it's false evidence that appear to be real mm -hmm. okay so i literally took that in mind when like i said as i was raising my kids a lot of that you know i didn't have the money to pay the rent but you know i i was like you know and god was grooming me so it's like you know what what's gonna happen gonna happen you know right. god is Control. And I realized God is my source. Mm -hmm. It has a difference with a source and a resource. God is my source. So he's going to pro provide. He said he'll supply all our needs. So he's going to supply. He's going to supply the resources to give us exactly what it is that we need. Yes. So we just have to trust God. It, what, no matter how bad it looks, we just have to trust that God is going to take care of this. And then, like you said, when I get frustrated, I say, you know what, Lord? You said you was going to do this. Yes. And it's okay. His word. He says to remind it's him okay. of his word. Right. It's okay to remind God. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say, Lord, you know, and I don't, you know, I have to be really down when I say that. I'm like, Lord, you know, you said that you was going to do this. You said that we was going to be able to do that. You said you promised this. And then God be like, okay, <laughs> let me go on to get this girl this because she tripping. Right. But um, I wanted to also ask you, um, 
because you you have a Facebook group, right? That you started. You have been empowering women, um, not just women, but there's men on there um, because there, you know, it just hit my spirit. There's, you know, you you have um, you have this group called Bald and Beautiful um, mm-hmm. because you have went through chemical burn in your scalp mm-hmm. to where your hair won't grow in certain areas. And I want you yeah. to talk about that because. Everyone's not comfortable in their skin. Everyone's not comfortable yeah. in like, okay, being bald, you know, especially as a woman. But under your condition, it's like, what else can you do? You had to embrace it. I want you to talk about that for me. Like, what was that like? How did it happen? Just give a quick, you know, overview about it. Okay. So it happened when, okay. So I had been, like you said, on my wedding day, I got, I was getting married and I had this girl and, and no, no pun to her i had this girl who used to do our hair when we went when we was in high school or whatever so i went to her i didn't want to go to a spend all that money trying to get my hair fixed and i had a like an afro so i wanted my hair to be bone straight when i got married and i wanted to cut short i had a whole look for it but she put a um perm in my hair and plus my hair was already kind of thinning you know a little bit so she put a perm in my hair and as she washed the perm out, the crown, I can show you, um, the crown of my head, mm-hmm. uh, the hair started falling out. So she, you know how you're looking as you're washing your hair. And I'm looking at my hair just, I'm not like, oh, my God, my hair is falling out. So she was like, oh, my God, you know. But she wasn't licensed because she was taking care of her mom. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And as she took care of her mom, you know, so. You know, but I wasn't going to go after her trying to sue her or anything because, right. you know, you have to take accountability of the choices you make. OK, so I was like, it's not her. Um, she didn't mean it wasn't that she did this intentionally. So anywho, so that I was 30 minutes late for my wedding. So she had to um, the hair that I had on the side, she had to take that hair, throw some throw a net on it. And then it was it was raw at the top. She had to glue Mm. some hair down so it was burning but i was going to do whatever i had to do to get down that aisle with my husband because that was my soulmate and i wasn't going to miss that opportunity right so right. anywho so, uh, so for then, years I, yeah. I say so then you end up creating bald and beautiful so yes. you literally started with how many members and then like i think you're up to you up to like four thousand now over a little bit of time I'm almost at 4,000. So I, um, one day I start, I was like, I'm not going to buy, it was around a pandemic in 2020. I was like, I'm not going to buy any more wigs. I'm not going to, you know, you know, when, when you get, uh, in pandemics and stuff, money get tight. And I was like, I'm not going to take the budget <laughs> through this. So, right. <laughs> I was like, if we're going to spend some money, it's going to be something that we need, not no weed. So I, and then I got frustrated because I got tired of spending all that money. I was spending every three months, five, six, seven hundred dollars just for hair and get somebody to put it in. So I was like, that's too much. Right. So I said, you know what, Lord, I'm going to cry. This is going to be my last cry. I'm cutting it. This is going to be my last time even thinking about it. So I cut it. And that day changed my life. Mm. I cut the hair off. I started shaving it. And then I I did a Facebook live and I said, you know what? Sometimes you have to embrace where you act and accept what is going on with you. And you don't know who you're going to bless. This may be going on with you, but God will allow you to live with it and rise above it Mm -hmm. and bless somebody else with it. And that's what happened. I got so many people reaching out to me about it. And then I started my page. I said, you know what? Even though I'm bald, but I'm still beautiful. I'm not my. 
No matter what happens in life, things are going to take place. We just have to embrace it, accept it, love it, and know that God, we are still God's children and God still loves us no matter what. And that's what happened. And I, so and I like God. that you said that because I have mentioned before that God took me through a season where, you know, it was facial features of mine that I didn't just didn't like just because I feel like everything was so light. It's like I just wanted to darken everything up. But God took me through a season of just like you need to embrace like what I've created, because when we say we don't like something that is on us or how it looks or it's we're basically saying, God, I don't like your creation. Yes. Um, yes. And you have to remember we're in the image of him. We, we are his yes. image. So when we're disliking something that is on us, you know, what I'm saying yes. something that we obviously can't change, uh, yes. meaning like if you're overweight, then, of course, work out you know or right. you know whatever it may be but the thing is he's created us in his image and he said it's his perfect mm -hmm. image and yes. so for someone out there who's dealing with some insecurities we just want you to embrace what what you have because there's someone else that don't have a limb yes. they don't have an arm a leg yes. they may maybe missing yes. some toes you know yes. but it's like these are the things we take um take advantage of because of the simple fact we have it mm -hmm. And so yes. we always seem to be wanting more. I want more. I want more. I want I want weave in my hair. You know, I want I want long eyelashes. You know, I want a different skin tone. And I'm, it's so crazy because there's this um, lady from Africa. OK, and she literally they showed the process of her bleaching her skin while I pregnant. I, I, I think she was in Africa, but I was like, oh, my goodness, while pregnant, you're bleaching your skin. And she look, yeah. literally came from being completely dark skin to yeah. completely light skin. It was like, wow. Like yeah. it, it goes to that extreme, it but does. I think social media have a lot to do with that too. So <laughs> the peer pressure of wanting to be lighter or wanting to be dark. I just think God created us so unique, you know, mm -hmm. and no matter what, I love freckles. See, I look at stuff like that. That's a beauty mark that God gave you. Yes. No one had that but you. I look at them like they're beauty marks. Okay. Right. Nobody can nobody can duplicate a, a beauty mark. You right. know, I those people with that, um, some of them some of them are green, like those spots that'll be like oh yeah, yeah, yes. Or like you know what? God literally kissed that person and left his mark. Mm -hmm. That's how see. That's, that's how you look. I love it. <laughs> and so I want to kind of switch, um, switch it up just a little bit. OK, because there are so many people right now that is needing Christ. They is needing the word. They're needing to get in church. God tells us not to forsake the assembly of the church. But unfortunately, because of when COVID happened and all of these different sicknesses started to come out, people started to pull away from church. And so I want you to talk to us about um, what can people expect if they come to your church, what is it something they can expect, you know, that you you all have going on there? Well, we welcome all. We, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you look like, what you got going on. We're non-denominational church. And whatever your situation is, mm -hmm. I often tell people, even if you don't come to my church, find you a church that believes in God and is preaching the, preaching the true gospel of God. Amen. Because we assemble. You know, I look at we have to assemble with our brothers and sisters. The church is the institution. It wasn't even an institution of religion. It's, a, it's, it's the hospital for the community. Yes, I like that. So you're sick. When you're sick and you need help, you need medical help, where do you go? You go to the hospital, right? Right. right. So when we're spiritually sick, when we're spiritually depressed, when we're spiritually um, bound, when we're spiritually affected or infected, 
we need to come to the hospital, which is the church. And then we have a lot of people that leave without getting their healing or leave without yeah. asking for prayer. It's like exactly. you don't go to the ER and just sit there in the waiting room and then be called up and then walk away. So I'm like, no, I'm good now. Like right. we have to treat just I love that you said that because we have to treat church as is. It's the spiritual ER. OK, you get in there and you get you get what you came for. OK, and then you go out and you continue in your, your work because this is not something where you just go to church on Sunday, go to church on Wednesday or Thursday or whatever day of the week you go. Right. And then you don't pick your word up anymore because right. now you're going to you're not going to be full. You want your cup to run it over. And right. so um, what what did what is your church looking like for 2023? Do you have some big things happening in 2023? Because I also see that you be doing pop up shops at, at the church as well. Yes, I do. And that's that's what I that's that's my goal is to continue to do our pop up shops. And my pop up shops is like to help people who are small businesses. OK, you we go to Walmart, we go to, we, we, we shop online to Amazon, all these big time stores, but you have all these people like the pandemic. A lot of people open up small businesses, you know, excuse me, <clears throat> open up these small businesses and the pop-up shop is literally to help the small business people. Amen. Amen. You know, and, I, I, and that's my goal is to help those who are trying to rise above and trying to, you know, be great and trying to get their business out there because you don't know. And that's again, that's fellowship. Right. And so I want to ask you, how did you. OK, so like you, you started the pop up shop, right? There's a lot of people out here that may be wanting to know, like, how do I know God is leading me to do this? Like, how did you know God was leading you to do this pop up shop? inside Actually, of the church we did it we did it last year this um and i have been saying i wanted to do something like this so we had a member there and she she was gone she used to go to pop-up shops so she organized it and put it together and i was like this is something i want to keep doing because it helps our community mm -hmm. it helps you know like i said you can go to uh walmart all day long but to go and find like someone who handcrafted jewelry someone who who literally sat there and designed a shirt and someone who creativity, you know, someone who made their own, like you make your own body oil soaps and you cannot get that in Walmart. This is someone who took their time with their crap and God gave them this gift, you know? Mm -hmm. So how did you know God was leading you to it? How did I know? Because it's a part of my creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, when God talked to me and tell me to do something, I'm going to try to execute it. And that's what he did. He said, this is something because I've been wanting to do it for years. I just didn't know how to do it. So then you he know? started giving you the vision and, to do it. Like, did you start seeing visions? And yeah, he started downloading the vision. And the one that I the vision I had this year, which it didn't do, it didn't happen. But I know it's going to happen because of God giving me a vision. I know if it doesn't happen right, then it's going to happen. Right. I wanted to like a winter wonderland i wanted to have prizes in in the theater we have screens so i wanted to look at movies christmas movies i wanted to have like you know giveaways and just people coming in and have like a great time a wonderful experience but also selling and purchasing you know we having a black friday this is our way of having our black friday okay so well, that's awesome because i know when um god led me to do what i'm doing it was one of them things where i yes i was a little bit uncertain but at the same time it's like people begin to prophesy to me um i begin to have dreams and then i felt like god was starting to detach me from what i was loving and i began to like 
like less of what I was doing. And I started to lean towards more of where he was taking me. Um, and one thing was, it's like he began to drop like little nuggets. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I put that down on my notes. And then next thing I know, I have this whole plan sitting be before me. And I'm like, OK. And then also for me, I'm a big dreamer. And so God will begin to show me dreams. So if you're a person out there wondering like, OK, I feel this tug, but I don't know if this is from God. Okay, yeah. ask him to reveal it to you even the more. Um, yes. Because I know when I did that um, real quick, because I know, you know, we're coming up on time. But yeah. um, one thing was I prayed before God because I knew we had this prophet that was getting ready to come to our church. And I was okay. like, okay, God, like I've, I've got these visions. I've seen these dreams. I got these ideas. I need you to make it clear through, you know, to me through this prophet that don't know me. And so it's like I was pulling on the the um, the, the prophet's anointing. Prophet. Yes, I was pulling on yeah. his his anointing. So when I went to church, I came expecting him to talk to me. And do you not know, he pointed me out and he began to tell me exactly what I asked God for. So I want to mm -hmm. encourage someone out there right now that if you're trying to figure it out, Get before God, okay? Yes. Get before him, ask him to yes. reveal it to you in whatever way that you need to see it. And he will, he will reveal it. It may not happen overnight, but it will happen. And so um, really quick, I want you to just tell us um, how can people reach out to you? How can they um, see your page or Facebook group page? Maybe there's someone out there that went through something similar. So how can they reach you? Okay, you can reach me at... Um I have a couple of pages. I have First Lady Status. Um, that's my business page for uh, my jewelry. And then I have Bald and Beautiful uh, Facebook page. And I also have um, Erica T. Richardson. Um, that's just my plain Facebook page. You can reach me there. And um, I'm not on YouTube or anything like that. But we do have uh, Temple of Blessing Worship Center Um page as well and then i also have a prayer line it's tob tobwc uh prayer dot prayer line dot com and i would so definitely make sure that all of this information is on um the information when we when okay. it for people to see basically i make sure it's out there and then for yeah. those who have came in on this live um you know maybe in the middle and you just you're just like you know what i want to hear the rest of that i want to hear the beginning please don't hesitate go to my youtube <laughs> zakia robinson and you will be able yeah. to see the actual live because i'm actually yeah. recording and able to see my mother-in-law all the way from atlanta <laughs> so i would love for you all to go on there and be able to you know watch it completely um from the beginning if you wasn't able to catch it and as yeah. usual um i always want to thank wave 94 because it's, it's such a, a great radio station so okay all right everybody i hope and pray that you all have a wonderful evening and until next time see you all i'm no longer bound i'm no longer chained i'm no longer captive no longer restrained delivered set free and free to be me let me introduce myself thank you so much for tuning in to be the light if you are looking for a life coach or maybe you're looking for some inner healing, please visit BeTheLight.Live. Again, that is BeTheLight.Live. And you can also follow us on YouTube for a replay of this show at Zakia Robinson. Be blessed. My name